The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Hello, everybody out there in Radio Land. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, we appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. As always, if you'd like to be part of the program, you can call us, 877-670-7117, or you can always send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So it's that time of year, my favorite time of year. Days are getting longer. Uh, baseball season's in full swing. It's uh, it's the huge count. Or, or uh, the sorry sisters rodeo is going on so there's lots of uh, events graduations are happening all over central oregon all the high schools are graduating my kid graduated on thursday night our producer's uh, daughter graduated on wednesday night uh, i think mountain views is on saturday morning so uh, everybody please be careful remember to call an uber or have a a designated driver. Parents too. That that goes for you as well. Congratulations to uh, to Finn Simonis. <laughs> yeah, congrats. It was a real it was a real grind, I guess. <laughs> he, I want to be him when I grow up. His he has quite the life. So yeah, every hopefully everybody is being safe but enjoying uh, this time of year. Uh, I want to say before we start uh, talking about uh, the capital markets. Raise your hand if you are sick of all the doofuses in the media on the East Coast talking about a little bit of smoke to heaven air. I mean, come on. It's every September in Central Oregon is way worse than they have in New York City. But you would think the world is ending uh, in New York City with, with the smoke they have there. And it's like, come on, people. Give me a break. I'm so sick of hearing about it. But, of course, it's where all the media outlets are based is on the East Coast. And so they literally think the world is ending, even though they're – their AQIs are high. I mean, I saw in New York City, I think I saw one that was like over 300. But uh, I remember a couple of years ago when it was 600 here in Bend and you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. So uh, give me a break. If, you know, if they had this, the, the weather we had every September, they would, they would lose their mind. So stop talking about it. Hopefully it blows a different direction so they can stop talking about it. All right, let's talk about the week that was in the capital markets. It continues to be rainbows and butterflies for the most part. Uh, U.S. stocks, as measured by the S&P 500, uh, were actually down a third of 1%, so not much of a move in, in terms of the S&P. There was a big uh, leadership change that in the, starting in the month of June that we'll talk a little bit more about. Uh, developed international markets were also mostly unchanged last week. Uh, in the emerging markets, we saw those trade up a third of a percent, where we saw the big outperformance, and we've seen a huge outperformance uh, in the month of June is in small cap stocks. Small caps were up 1.6% last week and have had a gangbuster June. We're going to do a whole segment about small cap, uh, not just small cap, but small cap value stocks. Uh, it, it is, it, you know, there was a year to date pretty dramatic underperformance of small cap versus large cap, but most of that has been made up uh, in just a few short trading days in June, uh, which is also interesting what it potentially says about where the U.S. economy is headed because small caps. Uh, are usually very economically sensitive uh, s securities. And so uh, it's interesting what the market thinks uh, about where the U U.S. economy is headed. Uh, in the bond market, we saw rates higher and prices lower. The aggregate bond index uh, was about a half a percent lower uh, last week. In yields, we saw the yield in a six-month treasury, 5.4%. A one-year treasury is 5.16%. And a 10-year is 3.7%. So the yield curve is still inverted. Uh, the short end of the yield curve still has quite attractive yields. And so any of you out there, uh, you know, putting money in money markets or short treasuries or anything that essentially is very short in duration, uh, you are finally getting some yield on that sh on that safe so-called safe short-term money. Uh, gold was unchanged last week, 1980 an ounce, and oil was down about 1% 
at $71.20 a barrel. So uh, we didn't have a ton of economic data last week, but there, there were certainly some things to talk about. Uh, the US, uh, we, we saw jobless claims in the United States uh, were higher than expected last week and at a two-year high, showing that the may, the maybe, and I'm not going to say this without a bunch more data, but maybe we're starting to see some cracks in the labor market. The labor market has certainly been uh, a juggernaut. And what's interesting is, um, you know, we got official word last week that the European Union, the 20 countries that make up the European Union, uh, officially saw a recession. And recession is uh, defined by two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. So in the fall, the fourth quarter of last year and the first quarter of this year, the European Union saw two negative quarters uh, of GDP growth, which is it was pretty interesting. Um, and what was also interesting is usually uh, you see a spike in on the unemployment rate when a economy goes into recession. Uh, but the uh, unemployment rate in the European Union uh, was the lowest at the lowest level it's been since the, the creation of the euro in 1999. So I guess, you know, we, I, Josh and I have been talking like there's no way that we ha can have a recession here in the United States with unemployment rate at 50, 60 year low, 3.7%. Uh, but they, are do they did it in Europe. It was a very, very, very shallow recession in Europe. Uh, and maybe that's, also that's like what one we'll of the, see here. You know, the European economy is more capital goods intensive. So cars, airport, airplane exports, et cetera. So, you know, with the sort of shift in towards the services economy, maybe was part of the explanation part of the explanation for why Europe is, you know, I mean, grinding along, obviously, it's just a shallow, shallow recession. It's not something to, and international stocks actually doubled the performance of the S&P over the last trailing year. Well, what's interesting, too, is um, to put it in, a little bit in perspective, unemployment, it's the lowest in Europe it's been since 1999. It's still six and a half percent. So it's still almost double what we have and, here. I mean, significantly higher in Southern Europe. Yeah. So, um, you know, they still have a much higher unemployment rate, but relative, you know, usually when you see when you have a recession, you, you see a, a big spike in unemployment, and that's not happening there, and it's not happening here. Uh, but, you know, generally when everybody calls for something to happen, it usually doesn't happen. And so I don't know any, anybody on CNBC or an economist that's not calling for the U.S. to enter a recession. Uh, it's probably 9.99 out of 10 uh, economists are saying we're going to go into, into a recession. Um, and when that happens, it's usually not likely that it actually ends up happening. Uh, the other thing that's interesting, though, is we see the VIX, which is the VIX is a measure of volatility in the stock market. Um, it's at its lowest level in more than three years, uh, which means the market is certainly not expecting a recession. But historically, when the VIX has gotten to be this low, we see volatility out into the future. It's, the VIX is this like indicator where usually it tells you the opposite of the future is going to happen. So like when the VIX is really high, usually that means volatility is going to come down. Uh, when the VIX is very low, like it is right now, I think it's at 14 right now. Uh, usually that means that uh, volatility in the future is going to be low. The other thing that I saw this last week is, um, the, you know, the level of the level of uh, credit card debt here in the United States is now over a trillion dollars. It surpassed uh, student loan debt. Um, and, and what's happening with the American consumer is they're now making everyday purchases on credit cards, which is not good. You know, they're buying food and gas and sort of everyday stuff. Uh, and, the, and what's really bad about it, that trillion dollars in credit, the average credit card, new credit card rate is 24 percent, which is the highest it's been since Ronald Reagan was president. It's so, consistent with that whole K-shaped idea of the top top echelons of the income bracket are, don't suffer because they pay off their credit card bill every month, so they're not susceptible to the rate rise, but the lower echelons of the distribution are definitely suffering as a result because all of a sudden that revolver that they hold got a lot more expensive. But when you look at like the credit card companies and, and what the credit card companies are telling us is that you know, it went from you know, spending using money on the credit card for vacations. Now it's being used for everyday purchases like groceries and and gas, and that's not a very good sign. Um, and and it continues to tell the story that Josh and I've been talking about all along that this deal has is always have been about a duration story rather than this quick rip the bandaid off. Meaning it's going to continue to slog lower. And you know, quite frankly, we're not real optimistic uh, about the equity markets in the short term because we feel like we still have um, some problems that the U.S. economy has to bring out and the Fed has to deal with inflation and all these sorts of things, which means duration story. It's not happening in Q3. I mean, the earliest possible at this point for me is Q1 2024. What 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 happens then? The recession? Uh, yeah, yeah, actual economic. But weakness. then that pushes out the recovery. For totally, yeah. 
Yeah, so, all right, if you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a video in the middle and end of every month where we talk about what's going on in the markets and how it's affecting our clients' money. You don't have to be a client to be added to that list, though. Go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Let us know you'd like to be part of our e-newsletter list. When we come back, we're going to talk about interest rate cycles and how they are very different than most people remember them to be. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Hi, this is Paul Heatherman, estate planning attorney in Bend since 1995. Sometimes money added to grief can cause lifetime grudges. One way to avoid these arguments is to make your plan comprehensive. You're going to want your trust to be customized with a personal property gift list so that certain items can be awarded to certain people who really wanted them. This list could be changed without needing to see an attorney to amend your trust. This is Paul Heatherman reminding you to build flexibility into your plan. Call for a free consultation. BendAttorneys.com. Since 1999, Auto Network Group, ANG and Bend, has been delivering on the American promise of driving excitement. Hi, Fred Johnson here. Auto Network Group buyers scour the market selecting only the best of the best. Cars, trucks, SUVs, vans, and top-of-the-line RVs. They have the brands you can trust. Let Auto Network Group match your active Central Oregon lifestyle with the perfect vehicles for things you love to do. The buying experience at ANG is streamlined. Apply online, get pre-approved financing, select your new late model car, truck, SUV, or RV. And in three easy steps, you can be driving something new. They take pride in their 100% positive feedback rating. Go to ANGBend.com to see their big inventory and see what other satisfied customers have to say. Or stop in today at Auto Network Group, just behind Target on Robo Lane and Bend. Auto Network Group, delivering driving excitement. hard driving the road, earning every dime, and you do not have time for interruptions. If you break down in the Portland area or need great service, call Ultimate Truck Service first. At Exit 9 in Richfield, they'll keep any diesel truck or diesel pusher road ready. Air conditioning, brakes, you name it. In an emergency, Ultimate Truck Service will come to you within 25 miles or have your tow driver take you. Call or go online. Ultimate Truck Services, they keep you rolling. adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, poor candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now they're SkyRizzy. Rizenkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months. And SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand. Nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time, our precious time, to talk about anything in your financial life, your portfolio, your asset allocation, whatever you want to talk about is fair game. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those meetings scheduled. The number is 800-743-0988 or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Just let us know 
you'd like it for your retirement view. So obviously we got the debt ceiling uh, raised and for we kicked the can down the road for two years when I guess we'll probably have this ridiculous conversation again uh, instead of dealing with all the issues that everybody had in in the next two years they'll just wait till we're up against up against it but um so we got that kicked down the road to 2025 uh and so the u.s was obviously able to borrow and spend more money um and so the government's back at what uh, at what they're very 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 good at which is borrowing money and spending money uh so what's funny is you know that ceiling got raised and uh on uh but on Six twelve, six two, which was a fr- last Friday, and six five, which was this Monday, last Monday. Um, <laughs> this is crazy. The, the government borrowed in two days <laughs> three hundred and fifty-eight billion dollars. Got to fill out the bank account. Yeah, so obviously their their coffers had gotten quite low with you know because we were about to run out of money. Uh, but in two days, the U.S. government, the Treasury. Issued three hundred fifty-eight billion dollars worth of treasuries so they could fill that back up, and you know, like it's one for a lot of people think that it's a hard number to comprehend. But in two days, that's that's an astonishing number. One point one, one point two trillion that we have to issue in the next ten months. Yeah, of new. Yeah, I mean, it's not going away. The other point I think is that's salient here is remember. It was there were so many market commentators that were saying it was going to be this sell the news event because there was going to be this giant liquidity vacuum with the the feds issuing so much debt all of this money was going to flow into treasury stocks were going to get hammered another example of even if you knew the head, the news ahead of time i.e. that the debt ceiling deal was going to get done you wouldn't have been able to successfully trade it in fact what happened in the treasury market since the debt ceiling uh got done really doesn't make any sense really it's it's just so when you you know even like Josh said when you have the information uh and i, I don't know if you know, like when I started in the business before rampant government intervention in markets, this, the, the things that were normal, like when something would happen, uh, you know, interest rates would go up and utilities and rates would go down. All that stuff held true until the government started to uh, intervene at unprecedented levels. And now all the stuff that used to hold true in markets, like this action reaction stuff doesn't happen anymore and so it's even it's even harder to try to time things or or or, you know make tactical decisions about markets because the stuff that should be happening and you would think would happen (laughs) isn't always what actually happens um and then i got i saw this report on cnbc when i was at the gym last week that i thought was pretty interesting uh but gen z which is the generation two below you or one below you one below one one below so josh is a millennial i'm gen x uh and so that's like the 20, early 20-something 20 crowd. Um, you know, they're just starting in their professional lives. Um, th- their number one investment holding is cryptocurrency, <laughs> which to me is like, you know, they surveyed, uh, CNBC surveyed uh, Gen Zs about investments. Uh, 55% of Gen Z uh, own crypto. And what's funny to me is they talk about it as if it's an investment. And again, I have yet to ever agree that crypto is an investment, just as as I don't agree that the dollar is an investment, right? Because if we think about what the supposed utility of cryptocurrency is, right, currency, it's supposed to be a medium of exchange. And I've never talked to anybody. I mean, there are there are currency traders that exist. There's less of them than there used to be. But I have never talk to any real investor that said they are investing in the dollar or the pound or the euro, like as an investment, as an appreciating long-term appreciating asset. Now there's traders that trade movements and currency, but um, if crypto, so Bitcoin, whatever currency you want to talk about, cryptocurrency is truly to be used as a medium of exchange, how could it then be also an investment? Because for it to be, to work the way that it's supposed to as a medium of exchange, it has to be relatively stable. I mean, it can't appreciate or depreciate very much because if something is going to appreciate 10% or decline by 10% in a week, you're, nobody's ever going to use that as a medium of exchange. And so nobody can actually explain to me why that, that those two things are going to exist together. 
Um, if, if it's going to exist long term, it's going to have to be as a medium of exchange, uh, not this greater fool theory. And with higher interest rates, I don't know how the greater fool theory will continue on forever. But if you're a Gen Zer and your number one holding investment holding, you're calling an investment is cryptocurrency, you're in for a rude awakening. Gary, you're Gary, not an investor. Gary Glenn, Gensler is coming after you. Yeah, yeah, the SEC <laughs> is going after Coinbase. Gensler is not a big fan of I would, uh, crypto. I would, I would say, though, um, that uh, you know most bulls on crypto are applauding the idea that you know they're going to go after uh the exchanges and and then they're going to start to regulate it because that will then they say lend more legitimacy but again i i go back to the idea that if it is if its ultimate purpose and utility is a medium of exchange then it's also not going to be an investment in the way that you think of costco as an investment which is going to produce longer ter- longer term cash flows like why would why should crypto go up? Why should Bitcoin go up in value? And don't tell me because there's only a certain amount of them because they can be you know, sliced up into so many different pieces. So uh, good luck if you're a Gen Z and you have 55% of your money in crypto. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. All right. And yeah, whatever. I know they're going to say, okay, boomer. <laughs> but I look at the history of all of these sort of things and I promise you it's not going to work out for you. You're not 50 yet. You've got time. I know, but I act like I'm 75. So, um, okay. So, whoa, we only have two minutes left in the segment. How did that happen? Um, you, you went on a rant. So here's the deal real quick. Uh, you know, from 1980, here's, here's what I want to sum up with this, this, uh, because interest rates, people keep saying to us or to me, and I keep hearing it, is when interest rates go back. The one takeaway is the, all of the fundamental assumptions that you have about investing, because most people's recency bias only encapsulates the last 20 years, are going to be upended dramatically. Well, and, and the most overwhelming, uh, most overwhelming uh, I guess, reason for the markets acting the way they have for the last 40 years nothing else comes close the most impactful things like big market sell-offs or big market rallies none of that matters the most the overarching theme of the last 40 years in the market was interest rates going from 20 percent to zero and that that explains all of the behavior in the market since 1982 whether it's the bond market or the stock market and so if we go the other direction for the next 40 years, it's going to have a huge implication on what works, right? So real estate was a great investment for the last 40 years because interest rates went from 20 to zero. If they go the other direction, do you really think real estate's going to be a great investment? Do you really think bonds, long bonds are going to be a good investment? Do you really think companies that are dependent on low cost of capital are going to be a good investment? The answer to all those questions are no. So the answer, what you need is right now certainly is low duration bonds if you have bonds in your portfolio and companies that earn their cost of capital, companies that generate real free cash flow and a lot of free cash flow. So boring businesses, what we typically consider value businesses. Now there's a great businesses that are considered growth, like an Apple that does generate lots of cash flow, but you, those are the businesses you need. High, high quality, run by p- people that are competent um, and r- deal with their balance sheet in an appropriate way. If people are dependent on growth always out in the future, higher interest rates is a huge headwind to that. And so, um, you know, the most overarching theme of investments of the last 40 years was low interest rates. And we're going the other way because interest rate cycles are much longer than stock market cycles. All right. If you'd like to be part of the show, you have a question for us or a comment, call us 877-670-7117. Or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwalt.com. When we come back, we will tackle some of your emails. So stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. from Midstate Power Products in Redmond. When you need to get the job done, you want the powerhouse of engineering, reliability, and value. That's Kubota. 
At MidState Power Products, the choices are endless. Kubota subcompact tractors, large and in-charge ag tractors, and RTVs for work or fun. And of course, construction equipment. Stop into MidState Power Products in Redmond now to get zero down, 0% APR for 84 months on select new compact tractors. Now through June 30th, see us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. For over a century, local broadcasting has evolved with the needs of the community. We move past the stigmas of opinion journalism and bring the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text RADIO to 52886 and tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. We love it here, and we think you will too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails, a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the quiet life, but... You like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Say, what do you think of when you hear this sound? I think a steak on a grill. Uh, or maybe my hand when I grab the hot door handle on my truck. Not where I was going with that. Well, how about sizzling summer savings at Wilson's of Redmond? Now you're talking. Wilson's sizzling summer savings event is one of our biggest sales of the year. Hot, hot, hot deals store-wide. Sofas, sectionals, recliners, lift chairs, dining and bedroom sets. Sizzling summer savings on heirloom and Englander mattresses and special deals on power adjustable bases. Quality handmade Amish dining and bedroom sets, Porter designs, Southern Motion and Napa furniture designs. Wilson summer sale is red hot and rolling right now. Special financing and always free delivery. See store for details. At Wilson's of Redmond, this thing is sizzling. We've got the furniture and mattress for you. Keeping it sizzling since 1962. Your home deserves the best. DL Drury Custom Woodworks can make that happen. David Kalin loves his kitchen now. Why did you choose DL Drury? We chose DL Drury Custom Woodworking because they have a reputation for building great cabinets and it turns out that reputation is well deserved the old kitchen had dark cabinets the range was stuck in the back corner so it was not a very social space to cook in. i felt like i was being sent in the corner to cook we we wanted something that was light airy a, a very social space where you could connect with friends and family over food for your home or business DL Drury Custom Woodworks online at dldrury.com that's d r u r y dl drury ccb number 43548 you're listening to financial focus radio show where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Vanillian. We're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us summer is definitely heated up here in central oregon we uh have that awesome summer traffic in bend which i love so much takes twice as long to get anywhere (laughs) memorial day the the switch flips oh yeah it's just like my dad's here for my son's graduation and he comes once a year and you know it's usually 
in our shoulder seasons when there's a lot fewer people and he he's like what happened to this sweet little town i'm like this is uh, our summer this is what summer looks like um so you know we've there, there's been lots of talk maybe p- people that listen to our show don't know about this but the the breadth of the market is uh very unhealthy meaning there are just a few names in the stock market leading driving most of its return on a year-to-date basis. Uh, most stocks actually are down on a year-to-date basis. Um, but Alphabet, or, or Alphabet is Google's parent company, Amazon, Apple, Meta, which is Facebook, uh, Microsoft, Netflix, Tesla, and NVIDIA, now account for 30%, a little bit over 30% of the S&P's, uh, S&P 500's market capitalization. That's up from 22% at the start of the year. So the for those of you who don't know, the S&P 500 is a market cap weighted index. And what that means is that the bigger you are as a company, the more you influence the performance of the index. Meaning, so Apple's the biggest company in the world, uh, so it has the biggest, it, it's the biggest driver of the return. So, you know, if Apple has a really good day or a really bad day, that's a big driver of what the S&P does. You know, so much so that, you know, there's some way more than the, all of the small companies combined. But those seven companies make up 30%. So se- seven names, because they've gotten so big, uh, are driving 30% of the S&P's return. It's the most that it's ever been in terms of concentration at the top of the index. Um, and historically, uh, not been real good uh, for future returns, uh, at the top at least, maybe Maybe the names at the bottom will do well, and that's what's been happening. Well, and I think that's the make that distinction, right? Is the those names in particular don't do very well on a forward basis, but the rest of the market actually tends to do quite well historically. Yeah. We're, not, we're not making any. Uh, I mean, I'm making bets on that with my own money, but I always make that same bet, uh, which is to own small caps. All right, let's tackle some of your email questions. Uh, we got an email from Erwin. Erwin doesn't say where he is. He says, I want to give money to my son and daughter-in-law. How much money can I give away without incurring a tax issue with the IRS? So uh, the the rule now in, in 2023 is you, can uh, you Erwin, can give $17,000 a piece. So you could give your son $17,000 and your daughter-in-law $17,000 without having to uh, file a gift tax return. Um, and you can essentially give away up to a million dollar exemption. Um, and so if you're married, Erwin, and, and uh, your wife also wants to give 17 she, to each of them, she can. So the gift limit uh, on an annual basis will have to fill a, file a gift tax has gone up substantially to 17000 uh, and it's per person. So, for example, um, you know, Erwin, if you had if you had two kids that each were married, you and you and you are married each of you and your wife could give 17,000 per kid per each one of you so you can give away a lot i know that most people aren't in a position to do that but um i have uh, friends on the east coast who are, are re- relatively wealthy and uh they do that with their kids and grandkids every single year giving away a lot of money oh and they once they get to their million dollar exemption they'll stop um the one thing i we do this with our our relatively wealthy clients all the time and we talk to them about this all the time is is this gifting strategy um and so our clients that have more money than they'll ever need and are going to die with a lot of money we say to them look if you your your kids are going to get all your money right and they say yeah and so i say if you were to give it to them now at 30 something or 40 something years old do you think it would be more impactful to them now or when they're 65 and of course the answer is almost always now right because that $17,000 for these people isn't going to change their life in any way meaningfully at all because, for, quite frankly, their portfolio fluctuates more than $17,000 in five minutes. And so, you know, so in the big scheme of things, uh, so if you were in that position, if you were one of these people that uh, has more money than you'll ever need and you're going to give this to your kids anyway, you should start to think about gifting now because it's way more impactful for them when they're in their 20s, 30s, and 40s than, you know, when you die and, and they get it and they're already established financially hopefully. So uh, that's just something we talk to our clients about. And if you're in that position, I, I would urge you to think about as well. Okay. Um, this doesn't say who this is from. It says, I'm, I'm over age 72. What can I do about avoiding the required minimum distribution tax bite? I have a steady stream of other income. Uh, so what this person's talking about is they are in the stage of life where they have to take a required minimum distribution. The government says, uh, all your traditional retirement accounts, your 401k assets, your SEP IRAs, your simple IRAs, your traditional IRAs, 
all of the accounts, retirement accounts, that you got the tax benefit on the front end, meaning you contributed to them on a pre-tax basis, so you didn't have to pay taxes on that money, and then that money has grown, hopefully, uh, tax deferred. When that money comes out, it gets taxed as ordinary income because it's never been taxed. Uh, And so the government, in their infinite wisdom, has said, okay, well, we're going to create this thing called the required minimum distribution. It used to be 70 and a half. Then it went to 72, it's going to 73, and then by 2025, it's going to be 75 years old. It means the government forces you to start taking money out of your retirement accounts so that they can collect their tax revenue. Uh, And so that's what this person is talking about. They're in the stage of life where they have to take their RMD, required minimum distribution. Uh, The only thing I'll tell you is that if if you have plenty of other income and you don't need your RMD, um, you can give it to a charity uh, up to a certain dollar amount, up to $100,000. Um, and that if it's a 501c3 charity, it has to be a 501c3 charity, you don't have to pay taxes on that. So uh, the other important caveat to know about that is that it has to go directly from your custodian of where your retirement account is. So let's say your custody at Schwab or Fidelity or Vanguard it has to go directly from there directly to the 501c3 charities custodian, a lot of them custody at Schwab or Fidelity. And so you can't get your hands on it. If you do, it gets disqualified. And it, remember, it has to be a 501c3. So not all charities are 501c3s. Make sure you look that up. Uh, and, and they are, in fact, a 501c3. If you say, I don't want to do that, um, then all you do is you just say, I'm going to, I'm going to take my RMD, uh, pay the taxes, and move the remainder after-tax money into a taxable investment account. Um, and we have quite a few clients that do it that way. And really all we do is we we say, okay, we're going to do your RMD, but we're not even going to sell anything. We're just going to move securities from your IRA directly to your taxable account, and we'll use the cash in your IRA to pay the taxes. So um, a pretty good deal there. All right. Uh, this comes from Mark. Uh, my 18-year-old son is receiving a $100,000 sentiment from a car crash last year. Thankfully, he's recovered. Uh, he will graduate from high school this month and is not planning to attend college. He's a painter at an auto body shop and likely will pursue a career in that. We're recommending that he max out a Roth IRA for this year and the next two years. That leaves him approximately 80000 to potentially save for a shop of his own. Uh, if he were rec- if he were your son, what would you recommend? Um, I, I would agree on the Roth IRAs, and if you if he is really in fact going to use the eighty thousand uh, to to buy something in the next uh, two years, I would say you probably just want to put that in a in something like the Vanguard Prime Money Market, uh, uh, something that's very liquid, uh, but also very safe. So uh, you, you don't want to take any risk with that money in the market or anything. I would say he should probably put more years worth of his uh, money into a Roth IRA because at 18, it will make a huge difference. But remember, uh, if you're going to contribute to any sort of retirement account, you have to have earned income in order to do that, including the Roth. But uh, yeah, if he is going to keep the 80,000 or whatever that number ends up being, just put it in a a money market or a high yield savings account because, um, you know, you need a dollar when he needs that money. He needs to be able to have full access to it. And you know, there's some of these money markets are yielding close to five percent now. And so, on eighty thousand dollars, five percent is real. It's good for two thirds of your annual Roth contribution, just with money that's created by your taxable account. It's we have a lot of younger clients that basically finance their contributions. They're working, so they have earned income, but they finance their Roth contributions. Uh, with taxable account money and then don't uh, make their contributions out of cash flow. Yeah, so, uh, and that's true of everybody out there that's, you know, your safe money, you can finally get some yield in it. It should not be sitting in a checking or savings account anymore above your past your emergency fund because you can actually uh, get a yield on that. And in fact, I, I don't have any real money in banks and never have because I have always had my emergency fund in, in better yielding investments. All right, if you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement view, we'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those scheduled 800-743-0988. When we come back, we're going to talk about a big conflict of interest in the investment advice business. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988.
Nine of country music's biggest stars are coming to Southern Oregon, including Eric Church and country superstar Carrie Underwood. We just added silver reserve seats. Plus, there are still Pitt, Premium GA, and GA waiting for you. Get super close and save 200 bucks when you get two Pitt passes and get a free super close parking pass at RogueMusicFest.com. The Kendall Spring Sales Event has been extended at Kendall Mazda Event. With record sales and new shipments arriving all the time, the deals and the inventory just keep getting better. No matter the model, Mazda CX-30, CX-50, CX-5, or the new CX-90, there's a Mazda that fits your style and your life. A new all-wheel drive 2023 Mazda CX-5 SE is only $29,584. With recent demand and the amazing savings, our selection of Mazda CX-5s will go fast. So don't wait. Trade in and trade up to a new Mazda. We want your car, any make, any model. Get in on the savings during the Kendall Spring Sales Event, extended through June at Kendall Mazda of Bend. Stop by today or get started at KendallMazdaBend.com. Kendall. Let's start something great. Bid number P0216223 must be a current Mazda owner to qualify for all rebates. All financing on approved credit prices not include title registration tax or $150 MFP. Subject to prior sales, CD the for details. Offer expires 6-30-23. The most weather, the most traffic, the most news. Every morning, 5 to 9, only on News Talk 1110 KBND. While supplies last, it's the buy one, get one sale at Hidden Falls Garden on Riggs Road in Powell Butte. Hanging baskets, budding plants, perennials, tomatoes, and much more. The buy one, get one sale for a limited time at Hidden Falls Garden in Powell Butte. Online at HiddenFallsGarden.com. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Sean, what are you doing? Get in my car. So why are you walking to work? <sighs> Thanks, man. It's these insanely high gas prices. They're draining my bank account. I can't afford to drive anymore. Dude, don't walk. Just do what I do because I never pay full price for gas anymore. I use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Oh, wait. You're telling me you get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code DOLLAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code DOLLAR. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code DOLLAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code Dollar. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a video uh, that we call our newsletter in the middle and end of every month where we talk about what's going on in the capital markets and, and how that's affecting uh, our clients' money, at least. But you don't have to be a client to, to get signed up. So if you want to get added to our e-newsletter list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Uh, just send us an email, let us know you'd like to be added to that list, and we'll get you on there. Um, so Charlie Bolello, uh, who we follow, I don't follow on Twitter because I don't have Twitter, but I follow him online. He has a blog. Um, he did a uh, a poll on, on his Twitter, and he has a lot of people that follow him. And mind you, this is the, the FinTwit universe, so it's relatively sophisticated people that talk about the markets and think about the markets all the time. But he did a poll of 6,643 people. So that's, I guess, what you could, should consider that statistically significant. Um, and he said, what's going to have a higher total return over the next 10 years? NVIDIA, the stock, the, the chip company, or SPY, the S&P 500 uh, ETF track index? What do you think were the results of those polls? Are you, are you looking at them? No. I mean, okay. of, what course, do you think? of course, investor expectation is NVIDIA outperformance. But I think now after the outperformance, we know the answer probably. Well, we know the answer, SPY. but what's funny is 
It was not. That's you're not correct. Invest well, no, investor expectation would be for Nvidia to outperform. No, investor expectation was that 61% of people said the SPY would beat Nvidia over the next 10 years. And wh what? Who did the survey? Charlie Bellello. Oh, so Fintor. Well, there you, you go. You weren't even yeah. listening to what I said. No. Good thing you don't listen to the radio show. <laughs> Good thing you're not participating in the actual show. <laughs> well, I think the the uh, listeners of or the followers of Charlie Bellello specifically, counting our, that's what I said in the them, big leading up to they, uh, the, asking you the question. So we'll just move on because you weren't listening at all. They're us. Uh, so this is another thing I found on um, trep.com. It's a, uh, inter I mean, a commercial real estate. So it looked at commercial real estate loans uh, and the percentage of commercial real estate loans that were interest only. Um, and so in 2010, only 17% of commercial real estate loans were interest only. Um, which, you know, to me, that seems like a high number, but okay. Because interest-only loans, for those of you that don't know how they work, you're just paying the interest. You're paying zero principal on the loan. Um, it's just the interest. And so by 2013, that interest percentage of interest-only loans had grown to 51%. Uh, 2016, 65%. 2019, 84%. And in 2021, this boggles my mind, 88% of commercial loans New commercial loans were interest only. Um, so there's an estimated $1.5 trillion in commercial mortgages that are coming due over the next three years, and 88% of those are interest only loans. And so the math literally isn't going to work on those to be refinanced because that interest only was probably 2% when they did that, and now the, those mortgages are 8, 9, 10% on those commercial. So th those are defaults is what I'm telling you is a million, um, a trillion five are, are defaults. And so, you know, the, the next shoe to drop sort of the, it, you know, when we find out who's been swimming naked, it's the commercial real estate world because it is ugly out there. And, and they, th th what's crazy to me is these are people that could have locked in r like generational low interest rates. Uh, and instead of doing that, th they just said, eh, I'll just, Think, I think rates are going to stay low forever, so I'm going to do interest only. It, it, the, the unbelievably – the amount of stupid people in this country, like I don't know what's been in the drinking water for, for generations, but it is unbelievable the bad investment decisions that are being made by what you would think of as otherwise smart people that went to uh, fabulous universities. I just don't know that these universities are teaching anybody anything anymore, anything that they need, <laughs> right? Well uh... – if you're like common you got to dance when the music's playing that's that's the uh yeah, that's but, the mindset yeah but when the music stops stops and you get shot between the eyes <laughs> i mean you got to be there, you got to be around like it, it's the buffett rule right like buffett always has more cash than he will ever conceivably need by a huge margin but it's so he can always stay in the game if you are knocked out of the game uh because you were dancing whenever it's like it just doesn't make sense to me the, anymore. the equity in those projects is just going to be a, a zero you I mean you're starting to see it they're huge you know the the they're walking away and the equity will get completely wiped out it's it's already started so one of the things that ha there's a lot of conflicts of interest in the investment advice business so that what josh and i do and what frustrates us is most people listening right now think of all financial advisors being equal whether we we are uh independent registered investment advisors like Josh and I are fiduciaries or like the State Farm agent or the Edward Jones person. Like you all think of us the same and we're not at all close to the same, but whatever. You keep thinking what you want to think. Um, what I would tell you is that we have, there's lots of like every industry that, you know, that when you look, go to a grocery store, certain products are positioned certain places for very specific reasons because there's money involved, right? Or, or you're getting prescribed a certain drug by your doctor for certain reasons. All, every industry has conflicts of interest. Uh, but there's so much money at stake in our business that those conflicts of interest get magnified and, and create bad behavior. And at the end of the day, who ends up paying for those conflicts of interest are you all, the end consumer. And, and so we thought some of the – one of the reasons why I wanted to do this radio show originally was to sort of expose those because I've been on the other side of the conflict of interest at, part, at the, some of these companies, uh, and it just didn't feel right. And so – uh, there's something called revenue sharing in the investment advice business. And, and Josh and I don't do it, but um, if you look at the big national investment firms,
firms, the R- R- UBSs, the Raymond James, the Edward Jones, the Merrill Lynch's, um, the Morgan Stanley's, all of these firms, and you can go on their website and see, they have revenue sharing agreements. So they, there are certain money managers and mutual fund companies and insurance companies that get the vast majority of their advisors' business, of the advisors at those firms' business. And the reason for that is these companies have said, okay, if you, if you send us a certain amount of business, we'll take some of our fees that we're charging your end client and we'll send that back to you in the form of a revenue share. The most egregious offender here is Edward Jones and they're based on their latest latest disclosures that ranges somewhere between four basis points and 13 basis points per product. Uh, and that's what their disclosures indicate. And so what ends up happening is you, if you go to Edward Jones or you're at Merrill Lynch or Morgan Stanley, you get put into products that aren't the best for you per se. They're the best for the company that this advisor is working for because that's the company that revenue shares. So you're not going to find Vanguard in your investment account if you're at these firms because guess what? Vanguard's fees are too low for them to be able to revenue share back to these companies uh, to, to, to pay them for the space on their platform. And so, you know, we're, there are good people at these firms, but their hands are tied. Both their hands are tied there behind their back to be able to put you in the most appropriate investments for you because their firm says, no, we're not going to allow you to use these products because these other companies have decided they're going to pay us a bunch of revenue sharing. And so these are the products you're going to use. These are the products we're going to reward you on using. Uh, And every single one of these companies, thankfully, has to at least disclose it. So if you are a client at one of these big national firms, you can go on their website, just type in revenue sharing, and it'll show you. And I promise you the, the, the funds or insurance products that they disclose as revenue sharing partners will be in your accounts. And you have to say, to yourself like really like you know if you can't figure out what the product is guess what you're the you know you're the if you look around and you're playing poker and you can't figure out who the patsy is guess what you're the patsy and in that this relationship you're the patsy well, and, so and don't don't be the patsy interestingly the the net income of the firm is actually a little bit less than the revenue sharing agreements pay yeah Edward Jones especially they would not be profitable without revenue sharing all right, if you'd like to uh, call us or have a question, uh, comment, whatever, give us a call, 877-670-7117. When we come back, you're going to want to listen to this one, Small Cap Value Stocks. Stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five- to six-minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com. 